Between the kids being home and hosting, everything in our house gets used up in summer. With Instacart, I can save money by stocking up on all my favorite summer brands. I save time by getting everything delivered in as fast as an hour. And I save myself a sink full of dirty dishes by stocking up on paper plates for the annual summer cookout. Save more on summer essentials? Spend more time enjoying summer. Add summer to cart. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to The Final Four is Not on the Schedule. I'm your host, Eric, alongside with expert analyst, Rod. Thanks for joining us on the best MSU basketball podcast featuring an in-depth recruiting, game matchup, and post-game analysis. We dive deep to give you the best tools to enjoy the Spartans and impress your friends and family. Hey, everybody. It's Eric alongside Rod. We're here to discuss Michigan State's 84-72 loss to the Michigan Wolverines in the Chrysler Center Saturday night. And what was can most simply be described as an incredibly emotional uh, return uh, back to play after the uh, incident that happened on Monday uh, evening on campus where three students were uh, murdered and another five were injured. Um, We'll begin the show uh, just by thanking our sponsors. Uh, First, I'd like to thank Nudge Printing, who has really come out and uh, has worked towards helping some of the healing. They have gone... And they're, now you can go to Nudge Printing and you can get Spartan Strong shirts and the proceeds go to help um, the effort in, in trying to fix things. Uh, so you go to nudgeprinting.com. Gabe and Brittany, obviously MSU alums, affected by the tragedy that happened on Monday, as all of us are uh, were. And so uh, you can go there and you can show your support for the students and those who uh, definitely need the help the most, those who are injured. Uh, you can go to, again, nudgeprinting.com. If you buy other Spartan gear, which you have tons of stuff, you can go get that there as well. And obviously, uh, as always, you can get 20% off your order by entering the code FINAL4 on checkout. Uh, so Michigan State falls 84-72 in a game that they led 36-33 at halftime. And, you know, the, in a lot of things happened in this game. I mean, I think you can say it, it was over once the Michigan State just couldn't control the boards, they got destroyed, obliterated on the on the defensive glass, which is what we one of the keys to the game. Obviously, we talked about, but uh, you know, one thing that's not even related, but sort of, it was very interesting. Much like the Fox broadcast with during the Illinois game, where Malik Hall gets injured, and then it's sort of like he just disappears, and no one ever talks about it again. Jed Howard got injured, and I don't know. I mean, you had no idea it was they never mentioned it again in the rest of the game, which is I thought very strange when he's one of you know Michigan's top scores. He wasn't this game. He wasn't really much of a factor. Doug McDaniel plays out of his mind. Kobe Bufkin hits a three-pointer at the end of the game to really, I think, kind of seal it. Uh, they went up three, and they didn't give up any more points at that point. And, it, you know, the hand grenade shot at, at the buzzer uh, for the shot clock. And Terrace Reed shows you why you had talked in a pregame, why he should be, why he's a problem. And he's going to be a problem at Michigan for quite a while for teams to deal with because he's very athletic can score, can't hit free throws, but outside of that, he's a very good player uh, at rebounding. And, and Michigan State played a good game. Just It was actually a pretty good game, especially considering what we saw in East Lansing. Teams shot much better. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, and as far as all the other stuff that went around the game, I think Michigan did everything they should do, and, um, you know, that is what it is, I guess. So, I guess, uh, what are your thoughts of the game? 
I, I guess give them credit for what they should have done, which was to not have an incident, which was mm-hmm. one of the things that I was concerned about. Um, so congratulations for that. Uh, I, I think that what I observed down the stretch of that game, and really it was the last four minutes because it was even, it was even under four. The game was tied Uh, when Tyson Mm -hmm. Walker hit that three to tie it. um, We were definitely under four minutes. I can't remember how much time was left, but it was definitely under four. And from that point on, I, I think Michigan state looked like a team that was, completely out of gas, emotionally, physically, all of it. And you could argue that that was the case beforehand, because I think one of the ways that that shows up in terms of your energy is in rebounding. It's, it's remarkable and defense. It's remarkable that they were able to hit shots for as long as they were, but don't confuse that with playing well. And, and I think that's a lot of that's what a lot of people do. Um, I do not think Michigan State played particularly well. They made shots. So in that facet of the game, yes, they played well. Um, and that's not always predictable. You know, that could have gone either way. But in terms of the things you count on, you and I have talked about this over and over and over this season, what a key defensive rebounding is. And Michigan State coming into this game has been a very good defensive rebounding team all year. Now, they've had blips mm-hmm. like tonight occasionally. You know, that first Rutgers game was an example of that. I think the game in West Lafayette right. was another. And, and you could argue the game that they blew out Ohio State in the last time they played, they still didn't rebound very well defensively in that one. So there have been a few blips. But if you look at the overall performance, it's, it's been very good. So did it have something to do with the kind of week that they had and then injecting them into a rivalry game where the other team is coming hard for obvious reasons? One, because it's a rivalry game. Two, because they still think they have a snowball's chance in hell of getting a tournament bid. Um, right. is, is that a, was that a problem? Yeah, I think obviously it was. That's, that's not how Michigan State has played for, for the most part of the season. Doesn't mean that it's entirely attributable to that, but was it a factor? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely think so. And, you know, inevitably down the stretch, they also didn't hit any shots and made some poor choices offensively. Another sign of fatigue, mm-hmm. you know? Now, if you want to say, well, sometimes that happens. Yeah, of course it does. Can I, can I blame it entirely on the circumstances? No, but you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I, you know where I was at and right. Yeah. And the fact that there weren't punches thrown in this game doesn't change my mind. This, I, I this game should not have been played. And I've, I've been consistent with that. I still feel that way. And it's, it's not because of the scoreboard. It's the entire decision I think was wrong. And when I hear people talk about healing and I think I'm going to say this and say my piece one more time, and then I'm done talking about it, I swear. (laughs) Um, But I think 
that that stuff trivializes. I understand why people were drawn to it. It's a, it's a very human emotion to say, well, look, everybody comes together, these fierce rivals, and or even if it wasn't a rivalry game, just they, they come together and they play a game and we're all able to forget our troubles for two hours. Eh, I don't find, you know, if it works for you, great. I, I said it in our preview. This is the least I've looked forward to a Michigan State basketball game in my conscious life. And I felt that way all day. I dreaded it. I, to be quite honest with you, and I've never said this before, if we didn't have this to do, and I wouldn't be letting down sponsors, you, the people who listen to the show, I wouldn't have watched it. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. And, you know, then I, of course, <laughs> the other end of this is I, uh, I, I look at social media and I, I, I see elements of our yeah, fan yeah, base behaving right. exactly the way I would expect them to, which is, you know, not yep. good. And we're not special in that regard. This is everybody just, yep. just don't think that Michigan state is exceptional. We're bad. We got bad fans. A lot of them, just like everybody else. And to be going sports, right. To be going after, to be going after any, anyone associated with the program. I mean, in my mind, you want to go after Alan Haller. You want to go after the administration of the school for, for playing this game. Okay. That's fair game to me because those are adults in the room that made a decision that you can debate, but the, the guys who played that game. No, I'm not. I'm (laughs) that's, Trust me, if that's your takeaway from this, um, you really, really, really ought to get a grip. That's what I think. You ought to reevaluate your life. You ought to reevaluate who you are as a human being. All of it. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, it's going to be an emotional game. You don't know how people are going to react. You don't know how the players are going to feel. And um, I, I think... I think it's it's uh I think the fact that we got through the game, it's done, it's behind us is the most important thing. And um you know I th- I and I and I and I personally I was on social media on Friday and I'm like I just got to get off because people are driving me crazy uh who are saying things and there was you know it's everyone's in their echo chamber and it wasn't healthy. And this is the time social media was not healthy. So I just got off of it because I just couldn't, I couldn't well, that's handle it That's a smart, that's a smart move on your part. I had a great day today because of that. You know, <laughs> part of the, say. part of the, part of the problem with playing this game too. And I think my hunch is what produces these reactions is for as much solemn and dance as you heard about people say, well, maybe this could heal the rivalry and which again, that you're, that you're using this, for that, for that reason, this horrible tragedy takes place. And okay, we're, we're, we're going to hope that this helps turn down the temperature and the rivalry. Get fucked. I mean, I, I, I just can't, I, I can't even fathom thinking that, that that matters, you know, and that, that somehow there's this positive thing that comes out. No, you know what, for those families, for the, for the Michigan state community, those students who have to, I thank God they've closed, made the decision to close Berkey Hall for the rest of the semester. That's my understanding. And I don't know what they're going to do with the union. But for for those people, 
turning down the temperature in a rivalry means less than nothing. But but you know what? It, it, the reaction that you see from some people tonight after this tells you that that's what matters. They wanted to see a win because we're fed, you know, everything in life now is about narrative. Everything. It, and and it's, it's a result of the, the amount of media that we all consume. And I'm using that in a very broad sense. Mm-hmm. You know, everything yep. is about narrative. And so the thought process, wouldn't this be unbelievable? I saw, I saw somebody actually say every other team in the country but us hits big shots in moments like these. <laughs> Reevaluate <laughs> your life. Yeah. Change something because you need to. Maybe just watch other teams. <laughs> it's just well, they're the same people who gr- think it's that you know we're only... being associated with that. That I have to say, I have a degree from the same place. Yeah, or well, I root for the it... same team. It's gross, but 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 that's the thing. And so they don't get they don't get that narrative that they're looking for. And so then it becomes about tearing down the players or. You know, Izzo screwed this team by not going into the portal to get a five. All this garbage on a, on a night where you would think one night, right? Yep. If if all yeah. if all the fantasy land talk were real, that one night you'd have people park that stuff. I could have. T- I did tell you this. <laughs> this game does not allow for that in the minds of so many people. And that's why all the kumbaya talk about, you know, turning the temperature down, I knew was garbage. And it shouldn't have ever been a consideration in my mind in the first place. It trivializes what happened to make that connection. It's gross. I love basketball as much as anybody listening to this. And I think it's gross. Yeah, I agree. I mean. I, I don't want to, I'll, this is the last time I'll mention this too. You know, of course, everyone knows I've lost my son four years ago and people try and, you know, make, say things happen because of him passing away. Like, oh, I was brought closer to God or, mm-hmm. you know, some this, that, or the other thing. And they say it in a way of comforting or trying to make it to try and not minimize it, but just trying to like either make it feel good or make it feel like there's some reason things happened. Right. And sometimes just crap happens and it just terrible things happen and there's just nothing you can do about it and it's horrible and i mean I, I wasn't upset with those people in general because i thought well you know i mean they're trying to be yeah they're trying to be helpful right they're trying yeah. to be helpful right and and they're they're not trying to make hurt me to say that you know well your son died but you know at least now this is better right or you know made, and there are undeniably now that i look back on things that things are better like i'm a better person i've you know better doctor uh but I never would have, you know, I traded all obviously to have them back for you know five minutes. Right. So anyway, and and I think, and I think the fact that people are not able to separate and recognize that, you know, yeah, one night. And I don't think, I personally think it doesn't matter if there's Michigan tonight or anyone else. I think people would still be garbage people who are going to be talking about, you know, someone can't hit a shot. We're playing five on four because Marty can't hit blah, 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 whatever it is. You know, all the the nonsense that people have been spewing all season. That would still be there no matter who we're playing. Uh, and so I'm just glad the game, I'm glad this game is over because people just have to get 
Because it just that just makes me great. It grinds my gears just like it does you that people are just acting like garbage uh, in a, t- a night when we're just we should just be thankful that these kids got through this game. I mean, the next game is going to be really tough too at Indiana because it's the first home game back. I would I would argue though that it was made worse. Yeah, it could. because it's, it's, everything, higher. Yeah. everything is made worse by this by this game, and so again. That's another, and, and it's entirely predictable. All of it is predictable. And so to me, that's why if I am only disappointed in one group of people, well, no, two, one is our fan base, but that's not a surprise. I am very disappointed in the adults that, made the decision. Now I, now I will say this. Um, I briefly, before we started recording, saw some comments, uh, by Michigan state players, I believe by Malik call and Joey Hauser. And both of them apparently said that basketball was a refuge for them this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah. I, I don't either. And there is value in that. Um, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's an understatement, right? Yeah. Um, whatever somebody needs to do to get through it. I just, I, I feel for them, I think being put in a position that I will never be convinced was correct and the right thing to do. And that's where my disappointment lies. It's with the adults that made the decision to go ahead and do this because I think there were ample reasons to be concerned and not to do it. Um, And I think that the supposed reasons that you do it, at least some of them ring very, very hollow to me. Now that's only one man's opinion. And I understand others, others can feel differently. Um, But, and and it's legitimate. I mean, I freely admit that. But um, I just I look at I look at the reaction from people that are that are supposedly behind these kids. And and it's just. Yeah, it's it's miserable, miserable stuff. And that's and, and here's the thing. If Michigan State had had pulled it out and won that game. What would the reactions of those people have been? They likely I would predict. I would assume that the vast majority of them would have been waxing rhapsodic about what guts they showed in, in, in powering through this emotional moment and finding a way to win and how great it was. And so what does that tell you? What do you conclude from that? What you conclude from that is what they really care about is being entertained and having, having their team win so they can one up a jackass on Twitter or their buddy at the water cooler or whatever it is. And, and that's, I have a very, very hard time with that. And we got a lot of people out there in the world like that. And uh, yeah, uh, you, have, but again, hoping that people would look at themselves and the way they react in moments like this and actually learn something from it is akin to so many pie of the sky fantasies associated with 
all of this stuff we're talking about, in my opinion. Well, and I think probably a lot of that is a reflection of those places you may be, you may have been living in the last two days too, that I'd, I can only just say, you know, like around here, my wife's office, everybody wore green and white on Friday. Uh, even one of the a former Michigan basketball player, uh, she wore as well, um, a physician. I mean, so there was, and that would, I suppose that would happen no matter who they played is my guess, you know, that this, that, but I think, yeah. you know, maybe because the rivalry happened, it was sort of like people went out of their way to sort of, you know, show the Celtic. And whatever. Uh, so let's talk about the game because um, I, I guess, well, I mean, I guess, you know, I thought the difference was, of course, I was surprised at how well Doug McDaniel played. He came out, I mean, he played his best game of the season easily. Jet Howard goes out. Uh, and I thought Michigan State played their game, had their game plan pretty well. They they really stifled Dickinson. They doubled him really well and were forcing him to get out and they were recovering quickly. Not so well in the second. And really the difference, I think, was in large part, Michigan started playing Terrace Reed at the four and got Shutter out of there. And that was, was going, the difference, really. I was going to say, um, you want to talk about silver linings in a basketball perspective. I would say a large part of the reason Michigan won that game was attributable to Jet Howard hurting his lower leg, whatever it was, ankle, knee, I, I yeah. couldn't tell, um, and having to go with Terrace Reed. <laughs> down the stretch because down the stretch there was nobody bigger at either end than Terrace yeah, Reed. Great. I mean, he, he took the game over and if, if Jet Howard is healthy, Jet Howard's in that game. And while the unknown is undefeated, maybe Jet Howard rises up and hits three triples during that time. But I kind of doubt he would have impacted the game the way that, that Terrace Reed did. Um, so certainly not on both ends, right? That That's was one, one right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, what did he block two or three shots down the stretch? I mean, I know he had, he had the one on uh Joey. He had one on yeah. somebody else on the other side three of blocks. the blocks. Yeah. He had, yeah, he was great. He, he, you're not getting that out of Chet Howard. Um, <laughs> no. so that was, that was a big break. Look, I mean, I think that, I think that you can say that the, the biggest factors were, um, Michigan's role players, the guys you do not expect to step up, really stepped up. You mentioned Doug McDaniel. We mentioned Terrace Reed. They got enough out of guys like Joey Baker and even Shetter. Had, I think he had seven. That's yeah. You know, he that's was terrible guy. in the first half, but then yeah, he, he's good he, in the second. He, yeah, yeah. Managed to get a couple baskets. Um, they got production out of those guys, you know. Yeah. Whereas in the first half, Michigan State got a bucket out of each of their three freshmen. So they had the advantage in that area where you said, boy, the guys that you don't expect to chip in actually did some damage. Uh, in the second half, I think Michigan got more of that. So that was one thing. The rebounding we've talked about, the most obvious statement you can make is that Michigan's offensive rebounding, which believe me, has not been a strength for this team, right? Um, was tonight. And that was the biggest factor, I think, by far in this game. Um, you know, and then the, the third thing I would say is that uh, down the stretch, I felt that Michigan State was just kind of out of gas and it yeah. showed up at both ends. And that was enough, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I would almost argue, yeah, if you look at AJ's line, I mean, he was not good from the field. He's three for 11 from the field, a uh, couple, three rebounds, seven assists, two turnovers, uh, six points. Not a terrible line, but he just did not really have command. He just, he didn't, he certainly didn't seem locked in. And, 
you know, I think it's, this is the kind of game where you're like, well, however people are reacting, however they're playing, you can't really blame them for it. Uh, it's just, you know, everyone's going to react differently to what they're going through. It's yeah. weak. And, but that was my impression of his game. It was kind of an uninspiring game. He just didn't quite seem focused. And I thought he had, I thought he had moments. Um, yeah, I, agree. I, I thought he, I thought he had a lot of really good moments in terms of orchestrating offense, but um, this is a game where you would hope that he would have been able to do more damage because of the defensive difficulties that Michigan has, you know, and I thought in the first half, Michigan state did a really good job of attacking Michigan that way. I mean, I forget how many points in the paint they had at halftime, but it was a ton relative to what MSU normally does. And trust me, that wasn't happening due to post-ups that was happening because Michigan state was attacking them off the dribble and forcing Michigan into having to make decisions and exploiting those decisions. You know, how many dump offs did they have? You know, Cooper got one, Kohler got one, a bunch of guys scored yeah. via that or just penetration and finishing. Joey Howard uh, Hauser did that on an occasion or two. Malik Hall, um, they, they were able to do that effectively. And then the second half, I thought that they just weren't quite as locked in. I don't have a lot of criticism of the offense because they made shots for the mm -hmm. most part, yeah. but, um, I didn't think that the insistence on exploiting what Michigan does poorly defensively was as good. And some of that is on AJ's shoulders. You know, I mean, he's the guy that you expect to do that. I, I go back to the game at Breslin last year where he just absolutely tortured Hunter Dickinson and, we didn't see that. Now I'll give Michigan this. They were very aggressive with Dickinson and pick and roll coverage. I mean, those were hard hedges. Yeah. Uh, right. Frequently, not all the time, but frequently. And Michigan state, I didn't think made made them pay enough for doing that, but you know, yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think AJ was horrible. I just, no, I don't think so either. I just think he wasn't, he wasn't as locked in as he has been at times. Yeah. And there were a number of times they got switches where they had either Walker or or um, yep. or AJ on Terrence, Terrence Reed and didn't really. And he's a guy. And maybe that's to credit to Terrence Reed that he's athletic enough that he can kind of hang with you a little bit and makes it a little bit difficult yeah. to get around him. But but AJ still went around the one time pretty easily, I thought. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think there were opportunities there, but they, so they got the switches in, in the first half. Yeah. Uh, look, Reed's got good feet for a kid as big as he is. I, I will give him that. But I agree with you. I thought there were many possessions in the second half or enough possessions in the second half where MSU got that switch and really just settled, just didn't, yeah. didn't really put him under pressure the way you would like to see. Yeah. I thought Hall had a very good game. Hall play scored 14 points. He's two for four for three, six for 11 from the field. He had five, uh, um, oh, sorry. Uh, one at an assist and uh, I thought played pretty good defense, but you know, there were a couple times when they, I think, I think just because they don't normally do a lot of doubling and then in this game they did, I think they found themselves out of position a little bit. And I think that also contributed to the fact that they had so much trouble offensive or defensively rebounding as well. Like when you come and double and there's a shot goes up, then you've lost contact. Yeah. With, you know who you're supposed to box out and from the backside, especially. Yeah. Look, you can, um, and we'll talk about this with the keys, but um, 
you know, you, you have to make a decision when you're playing Michigan, how are you going to defend Dickinson and Michigan state? I think largely had the same game plan that they employed at Breslin. Mm -hmm. The difference was this time Michigan made them pay for it much, much more often. And there were times where they were out of position, not able to recover quickly enough on shooters and Dickinson. There were a few occasions where Dickinson was able to make a cross court diagonal pass to an open shooter because he's Michigan state was either had already applied the double from there or was kind of hedging. And he made the decision, delivered the pass, and Michigan made MSU pay. Um, so uh, in retrospect, can you look at it and say, mm, maybe should have maybe had a different game plan in place? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was partly because Terrace replayed so much. I think that just kind of – because I, I felt like Michigan State at one time, too, went to play small, you know, to play Hall and – They did, trying, down the stretch. Try and match up against that, and uh, that didn't work too well either. I mean, they just – I don't know. When you do that, you're, you're, you're taking a gamble. And what you're saying is, I'm going to bet that our shooting and relative mobility advantage – on our offensive end is going to outweigh your size advantage at the other end. Um, That didn't happen. And it didn't happen because Terrace Reed started to take over the game with his size. Dickinson really didn't. I mean, Dickinson hit, I think the second biggest shot of the game, the biggest was the Buffkin shot, which was, you know, yeah, that's one of those, one of those things. Uh, Just, you know, you played great defense arguably could have called the travel on it because they only bobbled the ball. Well, that's, I, I think there's an argument for a, a travel call on that, but they didn't call it and he hit it kind of fading away out of bounds. Okay. You tip your hat. That puts him up three Michigan state comes down. Um, Joey Hauser trying to back somebody down on the baseline. I think it was Reed and gets his shot blocked, not the offensive possession. I would have liked to have seen in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, was disappointing. Uh, and Michigan comes down and then Dickinson hits a three wide open. Um, yeah. you know, and, and that was really the game. That was the, yeah, that was game. a huge, yeah. huge shot, put him up six and you just, there wasn't enough time. So, um, but I, I, I uh, yeah, it, Michigan state just didn't win that gamble down the stretch. But then again, what choice did Izzo really have? Because Madi had fouled out. So your choices will go with one of Kohler or Cooper or go with Malik Call. Uh, I would have made the decision he made. So I don't fault him for it. I don't fault him for it in that situation. It's just you hope that you win that one over the course of whatever it was, two, two and a half minutes, and instead it went decisively the other way. And, you know, you sort of somewhat expect that on a night at home, that especially in a big game, that the role players come out and do, do something much more so than, you know, that's sure. why like a McDaniel does nothing on you know, East Lansing, but he has a great game at home. And that's something which more, which you expect by role players, right? Yeah. And, and it's one of the reasons why when we talked about the defensive strategy, I, I wasn't, I wasn't enthused about the idea of um, bringing as many doubles as we had seen in the game at Breslin precisely because I worried about their guys getting into a shooting rhythm and then all of a sudden, you know, if you let that happen, guys start hitting shots that maybe they shouldn't hit. 
Yeah. Well, what did, what did we see? <laughs> we saw guys hit shots that they shouldn't hit. And, and that's why I also think, you know, for, and there were a lot of takes about when Michigan state played so well for 32 minutes, well, they were even for about 37 or 38, but I would argue there was never a point in this game that I felt they played great defensive basketball. I, I don't think they did. Um, this was not a normal MSU defensive effort. And again, I attribute some of that to um, energy or lack yeah. thereof. And yeah. it's not that MSU was dragging per se. They didn't look physically exhausted, but, um, you know, staying connected, staying mentally in your assignment. Those kind of things I felt were lacking. So there was never a point that I felt Michigan State played well defensively. The one thing they did was they made shots. Yeah. Well, and but that it, don't don't get confused by saying, well, that means they played really well. Eh. Shot better than the East Lansing, but you're right. And and it's they shot it's, better than they have in a lot of games. They yeah. shot very well, but let's all Let's also keep something else in mind. Michigan doesn't guard anybody. No, yeah, right, yeah. So they're gonna make they're gonna you're gonna get great shots, and Michigan State did. So that helps. They look like a team that hadn't practiced well, right? And you know, listen to Izzo in his press conferences beforehand. He said they were not practicing well for obvious reasons, and they kind of look like a team. That- yeah. I, I, again, none of this is. I'm just I'm just describing what yeah, I saw. Absolutely. I'm not blaming them. Once again, they shouldn't have been out there, but they were, and that's what that's what you saw. All right, why don't we go ahead and talk about our keys to the game as soon as we come back. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, the five keys of the game brought to you by Nudge Printing. Uh, we'll begin with the first key was emotion. I think we've talked plenty about that. I think that sort of is, doesn't probably need to be talked about no. much more. Yeah. Number it's two, obvious. yeah. Number two is 15 to 18 feet. That's the jumper. A number of those, I mean, there are opportunities. I think Walker missed a couple, but 
they were they were there. And I mean, Joey opened with one. I mean, the, that first play was really nice. Little Curly came across and the first bucket. Yeah, but here here's what happened though. That wasn't as big a factor as one would have assumed because, as I said. Michigan did not play exclusively drop coverage. Right, right. There was a lot of a lot of strong hedging action from um, from Dickinson. So consequently, walking into those open 15 to 18 foot jumpers was not present as often as you would have expected because of that. When Michigan State, when those shots were there, I thought Michigan State did a decent job taking advantage, but it just wasn't the steady diet of it that we're used to seeing in this matchup. So credit to Juwan Howard. I'll, I'll say that um, he mixed up what he normally does. And I think it, you know, they certainly didn't stop Michigan state very well, but it, it threw a monkey wrench into things. Number three key to the game was guarding the arc. Um, Michigan state, of course we were talking about the doubles and the, you know, Michigan shot. Okay. They're nine for 26. They, you know, didn't shoot the lights out. Uh, they're better in the second half. They shot 35%, which is kind of their average for the season. So um, they got nine of them. So I guess, you know, in that sense, maybe you could say it's a loss, right? Nine for 26. There you go. There's the problem. There's the problem. The percentage is fine. You know, it's about on their seasonal average, you know, maybe slightly better. I'm not sure. They're a 34 and change shooting team. So it's right in that, that ballpark, but 26 attempts. Uh, if you had told me that before the game, I would have thought we were in some trouble because that's just more than you want to give up. And I think that was largely a result of the way Michigan State opted to play defensively. Yep. And then on top of that, when you do that, the, the thing you've got to have is you've got to have your rotations right. So guys are moving They're They are, they are moving to open shooters, taking the, taking the easy shots away as you're scrambling. And you've also got to have good recovery. And I didn't think Michigan state was good enough in either area. So the, the number of attempts, the number of makes, that's the problem. Right. Number four key to the game, defensive rebounding. I mean, there's, I mean, Michigan yeah. was annihilated. They almost gave up. Is almost like Disastrous. a forty-eight percent, uh, yeah, forty-six point seven percent, yeah, rebounding percentage for Michigan. How many how many offensive rebounds did Reed have? Reed had five. Wow, wow. Nope, sorry. Uh, no, he had four. Yeah, so he had ten rebounds. He had four offensive, six defensive rebounds. He was. Yeah, I mean, that's he was. A lot. Yeah, he was really good, and he he definitely benefited from the the doubling down and so people would have to come off of him. Michigan did a good job of driving oh, yeah. the lane, right? That was what sort of made it a lot easier. Uh, and, you know, I think probably to your point, there's probably an energy or a focus sort of aspect to the game was not as good for Michigan state. Cause they just got, you know, t- like tattooed, right? I mean, that was, th- and that was the difference in the game because you look at the shots, the shots put up are the same, but not really, because if you look at the amount of f- free throws, it was 21 to uh, 10 as from free throw attempts because Michigan was getting so many, you know, missed shots, but they were going to the line instead. The the other, the other thing was that Reed, I thought really cashed in his second chance opportunities. He had, in my recollection, he had two or three putbacks. Oh yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's a real problem. We talked about it. 
playing a team on the road, man, and you get a missed shot, you got to end the possession there, and they just couldn't do it. And so that's, you know, people want to talk about, oh, they needed a five-man. Well, that's that's more than just a five-man, people. Um, Joey Hauser, who has done great work as a defensive rebounder this year, I mean, my hat's off to him. He's become a very good defensive rebounder. He was not able to do that tonight at all. And some of it, maybe a lot of it, was because of what you were just talking about, that in certain times he ended up having to be out of position because of somebody else's defensive breakdown, and that created an opportunity. But look, the bottom line is that's your job. Mm -hmm. That's your primary job. You got to put a body on somebody and cut out, and he was not able to do it. Yeah. You know, there are most of those situations, those were – those were, re- it wasn't like it was, oh, a guy's just the only, you know, Terrace Reed is the only guy in the area. He was getting a lot of those rebounds and Michigan was in general in traffic. So Michigan state got out competed for those. Yeah. It, it was, I, I, I give Michigan full credit for doing that. It definitely became more evident in the second half too, is where it really got sort of uh, yeah. absurd where you right at the beginning. Down and you've, yeah. And the fifth key to the game threes, Michigan state how many they could make. They were seven of 19 which for a decent percentage, 36.8%, uh, but obviously yeah. not enough, especially when you're giving up nine on the other end. And, uh, you know, they really struggled at the end, but you know, I don't know. It wasn't enough. You know, I don't know what more to say really. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, but defensively was the problem offensively, which is normally what I'm talking about. Um, that was enough. Michigan State's three-point shooting was good enough. They got enough production there that on a, on a night where they defend the way they do normally and right. they rebound the way they do normally, they got plenty enough production. Yep. Seven for 19, I would have taken in this game. I wouldn't have wanted to take nine for 26 on the other end. <laughs> Absolutely. Any final thoughts about the about the game or just ready to go on to take on Indiana? I, th- I think it's going to be a very interesting game Tuesday night because, yeah. you know, it's going to be a challenge for, uh, for Tom Izzo and, and his team to get off the canvas. This is a very, 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 very tough loss to take for myriad reasons. But I will say um, before people start panicking, two thoughts. One is Indiana is a vastly different team on the road than they are at home. Right. The second thing is I watched Indiana today in a very competitive, very entertaining game from Bloomington Mm -hmm. where they, they managed to come on down the stretch and hold off Illinois. Uh, But Indiana looks tired to me, physically tired. And I don't think it's going to be any better come Tuesday night for them in that regard. They've particularly Trace Jackson Davis. Now he played really well, but there were moments where I saw him making plays that you haven't seen this year. And they're the kind of mistakes that guys who are tired make. He's played a lot of minutes. He's had to carry a huge load and he looked tired. Their whole team really, to me, looked tired. They had enough to win, but they were at home at Breslin on Tuesday night with what I imagine again is going to be a very emotional night for Michigan state. You know, that's the other thing here. Let's keep in mind most of the time, um, you come back, you have one night where the emotions of everything hit you and then you're done with it. Yeah. Michigan state's not done with it now. No, you got two because you had to play this game 
And so now you play your first game back at Breslin and that's going to be another emotional roller coaster. So yeah, I can keep piling them up if you want, but anyway, yeah. it'll be interesting to see which, which of those things bears out as being more important. Yeah. Well, and I, I always look back to, to Iowa's experience when they lost Chris street back in the nineties, uh, they had their first game on the road and their second game was at home and their home game was far, far harder for them uh, and more emotional uh, and turned out as, you know, turned out okay for Iowa. At least they beat Michigan that, that day. Uh, but it is going to be a, it'd be a very emotional game. I think much more so than this game was for those players. It's going to be harder for them. Um, but you know, maybe it'll be a good thing, right? I don't know. We just, you got to You just got to keep moving on whether you like it or not sometimes. And so that's just where they're going to be. And so hopefully things will work out for them. Um, and then the, I guess we'll close here in just a moment. Just a reminder that with our other great sponsor is brothers that just do gutters. I was outside today in the nice sunlight, which was, I, I almost forgot. I didn't even have sunglasses. I'm just so not used to having it now that the sun is reemerging from winter. And, uh, actually it was nice having, as the snow is melting on my roof, that there's actually water's going in my gutters and it's not going into pulling it by my house and stuff. So if you want someone to take care of your gutters and do a great job, if you're in the West Michigan area, the Grand Rapids area, all the way out to Lakeshore, down to Saugatuck, up to Rockford, out as far east as Lowell. Talk to Kurt Stauffer and his team at brothersgutters.com. You can reach him at kurt.stauffer at brothersgutters.com uh, for an email. Uh, that'll be on the show notes. It'll be in your podcast player. Please leave a written review for the podcast as well. We'd appreciate it. Take a screenshot, send it to me uh, at erica.tffinots.com, and I can get you a $5 gift card for nudge printing so you can get some great nudge printing gear as well. So we'll meet you next time when we talk about Indiana. And until next time, the final four is on the schedule. Go green. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.